0: This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Sarah Gregory, and today I'm talking with Dr. Christine Budke, a professor of epidemiology at Texas A&M University and a senior lead scientist in risk prevention for the Institute for Infectious Animal Diseases. We'll be discussing the sequestration and destruction of Rinderpest virus containing material 10 years after eradication. Welcome, Dr. Budke. Thank you. Nice to be here today. Rinderpest has been eradicated, but I don't think many people know what it is. So, what is Rinderpest virus?
1: Rinderpest was a viral disease. It affected Predominantly, cattle, buffalo, and other cloven hoofed or two-toed animals. Infected animals would get really very sick and would often die. So, clinical signs associated with render pests in, in livestock included febrile or have a fever. They have mouth lesions. They could have discharge from their eyes and nose. They could have diarrhea. People even referred to the clinical signs associated with Rinderpest as the four Ds. So depression, discharge, diarrhea, and death. So the virus is shed in many of these secretions then transmitted directly between animals. So as you can imagine, in the past, Rinderpest had a really huge economic impact on affected areas, including regions in Africa, Asia, and even Europe, and it was such an important livestock disease that it is largely responsible for the establishment of the World Organization for Animal Health, now known as WOA, but previously referred to as the OIE. Would you define
0: eradication for us as opposed to elimination?
1: Sure. So, when we talk about elimination, we're usually focusing on getting rid of a pathogen or disease from a specific area, zone, or region. When we're talking eradication, we're really referring to completely getting rid of the disease on a global scale to the point where the pathogen, so in this case a virus, is no longer even maintained in in wildlife populations. So, no natural transmission or circulation of the virus in either domestic or wildlife animals.
0: What's significant about 2021 in relation to this eradication?
1: 2021 was a significant year because it marked the 10-year anniversary of the eradication of rinderpest. And it was also a good time to evaluate the progress made by the world to sequester or to securely store and eliminate any remaining Rinderpest stocks.
0: Rinderpest virus's eradication is unique in that it and smallpox are the only two eradicated infectious diseases. So clearly eradication is not an easy task. How is this accomplished?
1: So it was definitely not a short process. So I would say that the first real large-scale coordinated international control program for render pests started in the 1960s with a focus on mass vaccination and movement control of cattle. These programs actually did a really good job at limiting transmission, maybe to the point where they did too good of a job. So by the 19. 80s, some of the countries involved in these control programs were probably no longer adequately vaccinating their animals, which resulted, unfortunately, in a resurgence of disease, especially in remote pastoralist areas of Africa. So, as you can imagine, this resurgence or increased number of cases caused some substantial alarm, and governments, donors, international organizations decided to, again, come together to work with veterinarians as well as kind of community-based animal health workers to, again, work towards control of the disease. So in around 1989... The World Organization for Animal Health created what they called the OIE, at that time, pathway, which was a three-stage pathway to allow countries to officially be recognized as free from the disease. Then, in, I think, 1992, the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, or the FAO, launched the Global Render Pest Eradication Program, which was kind of that final push or final goal for eradication of this disease.
0: I believe smallpox is only stored in two places. How many stockpiles of render pests are there and where are they?
1: There's a list of WOA, or World Organization for Animal Health, and FAO, Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, designated repositories for render pest virus containing material. And those are available on the WOA website. So in addition to these kind of officially designated repositories, there are currently five non-official locations located in countries in Africa, Asia, Europe, and the Middle East.
0: How long have Rinderpest virus samples been stockpiled?
1: That actually is not a very easy uh, question to answer, so I can't really put a length of time on how long Rinderpest virus contained material has been stored.
0: What materials comprise the Rinderpest stocks?
1: It really kind of depends on the type of facility holding the material. So, for example, some facilities are designated to hold vaccine, but the long-term goal is to get to the point where only materials for diagnostics, vaccines, and materials for vaccine production are actually kept in facilities.
0: So that was the original reason why any of it was stockpiled in the first place.
1: Most of the materials that are currently held in these facilities were collected during various eradication campaigns, as well as used in diagnostics and vaccine production. So, except for the vaccines themselves, these materials were not really intentionally stockpiled. So, stockpiled may be a bit of a misnomer there.
0: Now, what kinds of facilities are these samples stored in? I know CDC's stockpiles or whatever they have, diseases are way,
1: way underground. Do they all have the same level of safety? Materials that are stored in kind of the officially designated rendered past holding facilities are kept in biosecure facilities that are regularly inspected and subject to mandates. So there are five additional facilities that keep material, and they do have varying levels of biosecurity associated with them.
0: Your article is about actually getting rid of the stockpiles now. Why is that important, and what are the dangers if they're kept?
1: The goal is to continue to reduce the risk of um, either reemergence or reintroduction of this virus, especially at a time when awareness about render pest is waning or rapidly decreasing because it's no longer transmitting in, in nature. So the greater the number of labs storing viruses, the greater the risk that virus will somehow be reintroduced into animal populations. So while the risk is very low, the more facilities that actually store the virus, the greater the risk. So it's better to have a small number of labs keeping virus under high biosecurity conditions. And that is the ultimate goal.
0: Who's responsible for overseeing the reduction of these stockpiles? And actually, how is it accomplished?
1: The destruction is overseen by the World Organization for Animal Health, or WOA, and the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations. So they work with an existing facilities to safely destroy existing materials.
0: As I mentioned, your studies about getting rid of these stockpiles, do you want to tell us more in depth what your studies about?
1: Sure. So this project was conducted in partnership with colleagues from the Royal Veterinary College, in addition to partners from the Animal and Plant Health Agency and City University of Hong Kong, and with the support of WOA and the FAO. So the goal of the study was to evaluate the progress made in securely storing and destroying any remaining stocks of render pest virus containing material 10 years post eradication in nature.
0: Not to be redundant here, but is there something in particular you were looking for?
1: Yeah, so the study basically had two parts to it. So the first was a literature review to make sure that published scientific work on Rinderpest virus was only coming out of facilities known to hold Rinderpest virus containing material. And the second part was to first review available WOA documents, as well as conduct interviews with facilities known to hold render pest virus-containing material so that we could obtain really the most current information about their facilities and holdings.
0: What did you find?
1: The number of known institutes with Rinderpest pest virus containing material is now actually 12, down from 14 when the paper was published just a short time ago. So obviously, progress is still being made. But you have to realize that this is a substantial decrease from the 44 laboratories that reported keeping Rinderpest pest virus containing material 10 years ago in 2011. Based on that literature review, we did confirm that all published work was coming out of institutes that were known to hold Rinderpest virus containing material. So it was good that there were no surprises there. We also confirmed that there are three official Rinderpest holding facilities that are actively contributing to the global Rinderpest vaccine reserve. And in terms of biosecurity, we did note that some institutes still do not meet all biosecurity recommendations for holding render pest virus containing material. So there is still definitely some work to be done. As part of the study, we also did report on one case where a designated render pest holding facility reported a sample of a different virus that was found to be contaminated with render pest virus. But through traceback investigations, this probably occurred many decades beforehand when the two different viruses were being concurrently or at the same time worked on in this laboratory. But the good thing was that all contaminated samples were safely destroyed and there was no potential release of the virus from the facility, which was a good indication that the current processes to secure stocks are working well.
0: Why do we need to keep some of these samples for vaccination purposes, as I think your article states? If it's been eradicated, why do we need any?
1: Having vaccine reserves gives countries some level of assurance that we would be able to respond to a reemergence of Rinderpest virus if that were to occur. Unfortunately, there is also some worry that with advances in synthetic biology, eradicated viruses could potentially be recreated in a laboratory. Therefore, we want to be prepared for an outbreak of whatever its origin may be. Can you go into a little bit
0: more detail about what kind of work remains to be done about these stockpiles?
1: Yes. Again, the goal is to remove the virus from the five remaining non-officially designated institutes, as well as reduce the holdings at the designated institutes to really the minimum needed to guarantee preparedness.
0: What's the most important impact of your study, do you think?
1: I think it's important to to celebrate the progress that has been made, while at the same time realize that we are not at the finish line yet, and we can't let our guard down at this late stage. So... This study was also accompanied by a risk assessment that will soon hopefully be published that will indicate in in a little bit more detail what the current risks related to remaining Rinderpest virus-containing material stocks really are.
0: Well, tell us where you work and what kind of work you do and what you like most about it.
1: I am a professor of epidemiology at the Texas A&M School of Veterinary Medicine and Biomedical Sciences, I also devote a proportion of my time to working with the Institute for Infectious Animal Diseases, which is also a World Organization for Animal Health Collaborating Center and a specialty of biological threat reduction. So, as a veterinarian working in an academic environment, I really enjoy being surrounded by other individuals where I can share my research passions with colleagues as well as students.
0: What do you personally think is the most significant public health issue facing the world right now and why?
1: That's a tough one. I don't think that COVID will be the last pandemic that we see. I really think we need to start thinking more in terms of one health where the human health, animal health, wildlife health, and environment sectors work together to tackle current global health issues and prepare for what is around the corner. Thank you so much for
0: taking the time to talk with me today, Dr. Budke. Well, thank you. I really enjoyed our discussion. And thanks for joining me out there. You can read the September 2022 article, Sequestration and Destruction of Rindopest Virus Containing Material 10 Years After Eradication, online at cdc.gov eid. I'm Sarah Gregory for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.